Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. We're back. We're not doing one a day. We're back to once a week. I'm happy and sad. <laughs> Get more sleep, I'll tell you that. So, I am your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined as ever by my friends at Spooky Movie Squad. So, that is Katie. Hi. Emma. Hey, what's up? And Micah. Hey, I got a new haircut today, but you didn't even bother to say anything about it. Right. Thanks, listeners. Right, what a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> nice haircut, Micah. Oh, thanks, Katie. <laughs> Don't say those things while I'm drinking. <laughs> so, sit back and relax. Enjoy our review. Of the eighth episode of the first season of Masters of Horror, Cigarette Burns. It doesn't have a tagline. <laughs> uh, my seven words work for it, but I don't know. Don't look up, I guess. Ah, it burns. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good one, too. <laughs> Cigarette uh, tastes like burning. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact I learned while we, were doing, while we were watching this, I did not realize that those weird spots that happen on old film were called cigarette burns. Yeah. I'll tell you in a little bit. I didn't know that. <laughs> but I did learn that while this film was happening. That's so. for sure. Hooray! <sighs> Hit that music. Garbage ghouls in on and yes. Take a seat and take a rest. From behind the curtain, a disconcerting nod. It's time to listen to the Spooky Movie Squad. <laughs> Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode uh, 258 <coughs> of this illustrious wow. podcast. We're, like I said, we're back to once a week. And it's November, so that means we are now in Guido's Choice. It's Don't Guido's know. Choice. Guido's Choice. Guido's Choice. Uh, I forgot to do the lyrics. I'm going to do those lyrics for you. you know. So, I have some info from Guido. So, we'll read this off real quick. So, thought I would shoot for a similar set to last year. Stuff that is just strange enough that there will be some someone in the group that liked it and others that want their time back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, he picked a trauma film, a body horror, a newer film, and something a bit more artsy. So... I did spend a lot of time rewatching stuff to see if it was worth sharing, but decided to give you a pass on stuff like Moonshine, Meat Market Mayhem. <laughs> we will watch that at some point, Guido. Since only Otis would enjoy it because it's so terrible. We will watch that at some point, bud. <laughs> so, the episode we're doing tonight, it's a one-hour movie, so I can't even say that it, we, we don't watch anything to short. Host was shorter than this movie, so... But it is an episode from a show, what was it, Showtime? I believe it was Showtime back in the day. Showtime show called Masters of Horror. So it was an anthology television series created by the director Mick Garris. So the name doesn't sound that familiar and I looked it up. He usually does all the Stephen King adaptations for movies. Oh. So he's the one, 1408, The Mist. There he's the go. one that did all of those. So he's a pretty solid fucking director. So back in the day, reputable. Oh yeah. <laughs> so back in 2002, he had some director friends over to have a dinner in California, and so the original ten that he wanted: John Carpenter, Larry Cohen, Don Casarelli. He did the Phantasm films; they're really good. Joe Dante. He did Gremlins. <laughs> nice. Guillermo del Toro, Stuart Gordon. I can't remember what he did. Toby Hooper, so that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. John Landis, yes, that John Landis that did National Lampoon <laughs> and American Werewolf in London and Blues Brothers. And Bill Malone. Bill Malone, he did House on Haunted Hill and Fear.com. I did that the first year of Halloween Screamathon. So we had those 10 together to come up with an idea that, hey, how about we make a show and everybody comes up with a scary story. Also, with that list of he wanted to be in there, oh, is that all? Yeah. Is that, is that all you want? Yeah. Is that what you want to happen right now? As soon as we started looking at this, uh, like in our, whatever it was, Prime, or yes. whatever we were watching this on, immediately I was like, please reboot this. Give me a short by John Krasinski, a short by fucking uh, Jordan Peele, yep. a short by... 
Uh, Danny McBride, like, give it to me. That's yep. what I want. Modern, the new horror people. The new masters of horror, yes. Mm-hmm. Or just keep this I, going. Honestly, like, I would be They just pick up a season that. three or yeah. whatever. They don't even have to, like, remake any of these. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. Reboot the show, not do redo these, but yeah. Yeah. create a new one. And then later, he regularly had dinners with directors, and then he would just kind of bring up the idea. So, Dario Argento. So... The movie we did, The Last Matinee, so Italian horror, this guy mm. was the one that did it. He's, he is the big horror director in Italy. Eli Roth, Wes Craven, David Cronenberg, <laughs> Rob Zombie, Brian Singer, Robert Rodriguez, mm. Tom Holland, no, not the Spider-Man one, the <laughs> one that made Chucky, Ty West, all of these directors that are still doing scary things to this day. He had him over and was like, hey, I got an idea for something we can do on the side while we're sitting bored waiting on the next movie to pop up. So with Masters of Horror, they got two seasons out and then it's just, he kind of declined a third season and he was probably getting busy. You know, like I said, they all these people make movies all the time, but this is a solid show and this was back in my high school time and I remember watching this and... Every episode is completely different. It's legit up to the director and the writers. And the first season, I'm looking at some of the episodes, I was like, I remember watching that. I remember watching that one. Guido and I actually sat down and talked about it because he picked cigarette burns. I was like, oh, that's the one with uh, with uh, old dude from Walking Dead. He's like, yeah. And I was like, that's a good one. <laughs> it's like one of the best ones. It's the highest rated episode on IMDb. A lot of people say this is the episode you show someone that's like, hey, have you ever seen this show? Watch this episode. It's weird and creepy and gory. It's kind of like Black Mirror. Yes. So they're like, watch this episode. This is the weird one. But um, I'm so pumped that Guido picked this because it's a really solid idea. So we'll see what Guido had to say about this short movie. So he says, I fell in love with this series back in college. Ditto. Seeing so many big names get together to make these short films was tons of fun. On a rewatch a few years ago, I realized that it was a baby Norman Reedus. <laughs> yeah, hella baby Norman yeah. Reedus. Like Boondock Saints Norman Reedus. Oh, yeah. oh mm-hmm. man, that's a good movie too. Yup. Uh, this film reminds me of The Ninth Gate. That's one with um, Captain Jack. I can't remember his name. Johnny Depp? No. Different Captain yeah. Jack? Oh. Ninth Gate. I think that's the one with Johnny Depp in it. I thought you Oh, yeah. Jack now I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, that Jack. Yeah. I wish it was in it. <laughs> I that's just remember you're the cover. Talking about, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you want to add a bit more time to the episode, you can watch the short Banana Motherfucker if you can find it. 15 minutes mm-hmm. of pure low-budget magic. We will watch that, Guido. I checked out a couple of minutes. That was fucking great. So, we, <laughs> we're going to do that at some point. So, we'll go around the room and just ask everybody how they felt. So, Katie, what did you think about Cigarette Burns? I liked it. It had kind of a weird vibe to it. I don't know. It wasn't off-putting like some of the other movies that Guido has suggested in the past. (laughs) Um, And I was interested throughout. So, that was good. Yeah. I would have liked more story about certain things but mm-hmm. it was good for what it was the, the like the fact that it was only an hour like if this was a full hour and a half and we got an extra half hour explaining more about the situations protagonist hostage of the movie <laughs> that would be great <laughs> yeah. without saying yes. too much yes. that's I, I need more of that but it, i liked it it was really good uh emma I also liked it. I mean, it kept me involved the whole movie. Um, I was very uncomfortable for a lot of it, which I mean, I guess was the point. Yeah. (laughs) But no, it was just, it was very suspenseful without trying too hard. But I think that was also the, like Katie said, need to know more about certain characters and certain situations that were going on I could have used some backing to those and I think that drove half of my anxiety during this movie is I'm like I what the fuck like <laughs> I'm I'm lost but I'm not lost and yeah. I don't know I I really enjoyed it the last 10 minutes of this movie were a trip and a half 
And I was like, wow, <laughs> that went from zero to holy cow really quickly. So, no, I, I really, really liked it. Micah? Uh, I liked it a lot. <clears throat> I, I really did. I think the writing of the episode was much better than the directing. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, the acting was not great in this. <laughs> but, like Katie said, I feel like it needed 30 more minutes just to give a little bit more explanation. But oh, the yeah. fact that it was so short made it go by... And really keep, quick. Yeah, it keep the really flow did. going the entire time, which was great. Because it ended up leading to something. Not as big of an emotional ending as I would have hoped for. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but this movie gave off, like, memento vibes with the blackouts Absolutely. and stuff. And then he wakes up and he's like, oh shit, I just killed a whole room full of people. Well, I'll be. Oh, <laughs> oh, we gotta find time to do that. Fuck. That's such a good movie. Yeah. Things uh, I have not seen. It's good. Oh, I love that movie. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm like, it's add it to the movie, list man. of shit right? my sheltered ass has not seen. Well, okay, it's I've not like I'm just either. gonna, uh, I'm not just gonna know all the movies and to remember <laughs> every single movie that I've ever seen in my entire life that I enjoyed. Um, you know, I don't sit down for movies. Yes, you know? I know. I'm I fall saying, asleep. Like, I, I <laughs> closes his eyes and starts shaking. Blood just comes out of his ears. <laughs> I know them all now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I really, really liked this. Um, it was a good choice. Yeah, it, it needed a little bit of more backstory, but it, it's an episode or something. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was put together really quickly as well. Oh, with absolutely. The low budget and everything like that. But they made it work, and it was really effective. Mm-hmm. It didn't need a whole lot of, like... Didn't need ex- flashiness. Extra-ness to it. Like, you know, like like the whole thing about the movie just... Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. I'm getting involved <laughs> in, like, going through the whole thing right now. So I'll, I'll... I will pass my time to you, Otis. It was great. I remember watching this when Guido was like, I'm picking this one. He said cigarette burns, and I was like, oh, oh, it's that one. And he also was like, I was almost going to pick the episode Jennifer. And I was like, well, shit, that's a good one, too. And so, we, like I said, we talked about this show for a while. It's good. It's, it's very slim. It's bare bones because they have an hour. And I bet, I'm betting that John Carpenter, the director, probably had tons of stuff he wanted to put into this short movie. But he's like, fuck, I got to stay within like 53 minutes, you know? I, it, it's great. It had a really cool idea. There's a movie. It's not a Stephen King story, but it's kind of like a Stephen King story. Uh, in the Mouth of Madness, it's got Sam Neill in it, a uh, mm-hmm. hero from Jurassic Park. And he's he's trying to find this author that writes this book, and people go insane when they read it. And that, it's kind of that same feel, and he's like, wakes up and the book's in his hand. He's like, well, I didn't read it, and then he's going crazy and stuff. But there's a movie kind of like this but it's a great idea so uh for the uninitiated cigarette burns it's about a film a rare films dealer is looking for a rare french film and apparently it started a a riot a homicidal riot in its premiere and he is paid a ton of money to look for this copy and all the crazy stuff he goes through to get it i did like that they referenced um what happened for Ride of Spring and the first yeah. time that was played. So that, I love that. I, obviously, that was the inspiration for the story. But yeah. as, a, as a movie doing that, kind of like, you know, uh, The Ring. Yeah. You, that's <laughs> Very awesome. Very artsy-fartsy. Yeah. Which is cool. You should check out info about the Ride of Spring people. I only assume, like, people just felt the music. And they were like, ugh, ugh, jiggling and stuff. They're like, what's wrong with Tom? He's like, ah. You know. It was the dissonance. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just it had, it bothering had, them. It had never been done before. Bef- like, at the time that the Rite of Spring premiered, no one had ever heard dissonance like that. And it caused such a visceral, emotional reaction in people that it started a riot. <laughs> they were not, they had never heard, imagine going through your life only ever hearing anything in fucking major triads and stuff, yeah. Major triads, happy go lucky, like we're going to heaven music, and then all of a sudden, like demon worship, devil yeah. music happens. Dissonance like, sits funky. Everybody goes fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that was what happened at the hey, Rite of Spring. Mike is playing an A when I'm playing a B. Oh, I'm crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. Bro, this now. is not a major third. Fix yourself. Foam in the mouth and stuff. It's just a minor seven. <laughs> Don't kill me, bro. <laughs> so the name Cigarette Burns, it comes from an actual film term. So you can call it a Q mark, a Q dot, a Q blip, or a changeover Q. So that little dot in the top right corner usually, it it tells the people that have the film on the reels that they need to switch it out soon. Because back in the day, films on reels, they lasted about 14 to 20 minutes. So you had to just keep flipping shit. Thank God everything's digital now. But I think they still do reels and stuff. It's but. wild to me how many films I would have seen that were reel-to-reel films. Mm-hmm. And I never once noticed a, like a fucking problem it's quick in the transition yeah. of film. And after like, a while, they can make is, them longer. But yeah. Yeah. It's, that's fucking wild to me, though. Like yeah. every film, basically, that we all saw until we were in our teens uh-huh. was all done by a fucking pe- someone in a booth doing reel-to-reel transfers yeah, sit up yeah. there. fucking wild yeah, sit as up hell there with a book probably had a timer five minutes before they needed to switch it and they're like oh. mm-hmm. that is wild as hell good for you camera operators or projector yeah. operators right fun fact there's a scene in fight club where we see that tyler his job he works in a theater and he does the the reeling and spooling and stuff. But he adds pictures of his penis into the scenes. <laughs> and so he says it's like, I don't know, 0.2 of, of a Who second. In the movie Fight Club, oh. he puts his a picture of a dick real quick. And then he says, because when you're watching... and then Oh, so if you went through and just like freeze-framed the whole fucking well, thing? Or that slowed and, it down? And- <laughs> that and when you see the cigarette cue coming up, the burn... And then you just see a penis for half a second. Uh-huh. And it's like the people that doubt themselves. Like, did I just see a penis? Or did I want to see a penis? It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he says. I think that, it was the latter portion yeah. of that question for me. And then he said that's the kind no of chaos. Never wants to see a penis. Just boop. Just, you're like, was that, was that a dick? Yes. <laughs> did I want it to be a dick? <laughs> but Can I just imagine a dick? Yeah, but he said that's yeah. the kind of chaos he wanted to do. And, fun fact, on certain DVDs for Fight Club, uh, Brad Pitt's penis popped up for half a second at the end of the movie. Like, as it's, like, <laughs> in ending what? Fight Club. Yeah, so, like... Uh, Brad Pitt was okay with that? Yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> he probably didn't give a shit. So, at the end, when you know, things that's are blowing up and people win or survive or die... He was also much younger, so, I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he was still... At the time that Fight Club came out, Brad Pitt was, like, peak popularity. Yeah. I can't imagine him peak and his being, like, the Chris Evans of 1997 or whatever... Being like, yeah, you know what we should totally do in this film that I'm in? Put my mm-hmm. dick up there for a minute. Oh, right. That's scandalous as hell. It just popped. It, it was there and it went away. You're like, wait, was that a penis? And then the movie, the credits hit. And you're like, I think that was a dick. Uh, and that's what Angelina Jolie said. And that's why she has 19 kids now. Yeah, right? <laughs> was that a dick? I don't know, but I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it again. So, being that this is a short film show episode... We have a small cast, and so we got Norman Reedus, you know, the one of the best characters from The Walking Dead, I would say. What is was it? Alice? Carol. Carol's fucking mm-hmm. cool, too. Carol's but, lit. And then Udo Kier. I probably fucked your name up. I apologize, sir. He's a German actor. He's always a villain in things, because he's got that evil-looking face. So if we've seen him in Blade, he was in the short Werewolf Women of the SS. He was in that. So Rob Zombie got him to pop up <laughs> and be with Werewolf Women. Uh, he pops up in a ton of things. He's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, you can check this out on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And probably, I don't on know. On Freebie. Yes. And probably YouTube. The IMDb Somebody thing. recorded it. <laughs> we couldn't find it on Prime. We had to, we did it on Freebie. Really? Yeah. It was on Prime for us. Yeah. But our freebie and Prime are, like, connected. Oh, that was it. Oh, it was okay. on Prime, but it took us to freebie. Through freebie? Yeah. Because yeah. we had commercials. Well, because a lot of the IMDb stuff is linked 
through Prime, yeah. through Freebie, through IMDb TV. Yeah, we got it's commercials, all... and I was confused. Oh yeah, I was like, Same. I haven't seen a commercial, <laughs> a full commercial the, in a long the time. The part, the part that threw me off in the in the first commercial transition was the part of the movie where he's like having a flashback, and it's like that half a second flashback, and yeah. then it went to some commercial where like this lady's talking to her kids, and I'm like. <laughs> What the fuck just happened? Whose kids are this? I got all concerned and I was like, Guido, what is this? And then up in the corner it says like, add one of four. And I'm like, okay, we're good. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? He's like, this movie's a mind fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we'll get through this pretty quick story. It's an hour long. So we'll get through this and we'll talk about our favorite and least favorite characters and other things. So we meet up with Kirby Sweetman. What a terrible name. We meet up with Norman Reedus. And we find out that he's a rare film dealer, and he's hurting for money, and he's in debt to his late wife's dad, and he has a theater, and he's showing a lot of fancy films and stuff like that. And so he gets a call from a cinephile, an old cinephile, Mr. Bellinger, and he hires him to find this sole print, this one print of this movie, and it's called La Fon Absolute du Monde. And that's French for the absolute end of the world. And Kirby's like, oh, is that the film that everybody went crazy and just killed everybody else and, and ripping out their eyeballs and shit? And he's like, yes. And he's like, I want to watch this before I die because my soul is damned. And he's like, what do you mean by that? That's such an odd thing to say. <laughs> and Mr. Bellinger leads Kirby to a hidden room in his mansion and it contains a pale skinny man and instantly i was like first time i watched it, i was like oh i know what that is but you know for the initiated it's just this penny penny scale man skinny pale man and he's got these wounds on on his shoulder blades and you're like huh chained to a rotating pedestal yeah <laughs> i was like what is this like when you come into a room what? it just spins slowly uh it's like when homer made his car to homer and forgot just, what we already saw on the wall it slowly spun yes <laughs> Uh, Mr. Bellinger, at uh, his desk, you see these angel wings. He's like, oh, this is from the set of the movie. He's like, one of the actors had these. And I was like, oh, cool. And then you see the wounds. He's like, oh, that's an angel. You chained an angel up in your mansion. Wow, that's that fucking... seems like a fucking horrible idea. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Red flag number one. Right. So Mr. Bellinger <laughs> says, <laughs> because this angel is still alive, that... That movie, that copy is still out there because if the copy was gone, he would be gone. And so I was like, okay, that's I, that's reasonable in his world, I guess. And you see Kirby is like, holy shit, that's an angel. Or just a weird guy that's dressed like an angel. <laughs> Either way, he's got a guy chained up in his mansion. And so Mr. Bellinger tells him, I will pay you $100,000 to find this film. You don't got to watch it. I'm going to watch it because I'm going to hell anyway. I just kidnapped an angel. <laughs> so I know I'm fucked up. Just get me this film, $100,000, because I know you need it, because you got a shitty little theater that's not making any money. And he's like, make it 200000 And he's like, okay, deal. <laughs> I'm not going to be around after this movie, so I don't care. So Kirby, he goes to a critic that actually wrote a review to the film. And the critic at this point is out of his mind. And he's just constantly writing, I guess, the same review. He's working on a new review of the movie. And... He gives Kirby this audio tape of his interview with the film's director. And as he is listening to it, he hallucinates his wife's suicide. And so we get these flashbacks into Kirby's past. And we see that when he was younger, him and his wife were trying to convince her dad to give them money. And they can get this theater up and running. It's like, you can trust us. And they're all cracked out, scratching and stuff. And I'm like, oh, man. And the dad tells Kirby, like, don't fuck this up for my daughter. It's the only reason I'm doing this, because I love her. I don't love you. You're stinky looking. So it, <laughs> it makes it makes sense. So To be fair, meanwhile, she's he was pretty stinky looking. Yeah, that was bad. So the next day, Kirby, he meets up with this like a historian, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he tells him that he was actually the projectionist at this screening that they had for the film, the secret screening, because apparently through the years, people have been trying to play it again, and then something weird would happen, and then they cancel. And so no one's been able to see it since the first time. And we learn from this guy that 
while it was playing, everybody that was watching it was going absolutely just buck wild in there and killing themselves. So he hears screams, smells fire and blood, and he's like, holy shit. And he was only spared because he didn't look at the film. And he tries to stop the film from playing, and his hand gets burnt. And he shows his left hand, and it's absolutely, like, super burnt, and it's, like, fused together. So he's got, like, a flipper. So he's, like, fucking the penguin. And it's like, oh, shit. So, Kirby. That was gnarly. He's still (laughs) moving forward, and the guy's like, hey, are you starting to see shit? And it's like, maybe. And he's like, well, that's the first step. The film's getting its hands on you. It's getting its hooks in. Stop. You don't want to watch this. And he's like, I don't, I'm not going to watch it. I might look for a second. you know. But he's like, you don't understand how dangerous this is. But I can't tell you anything that you're not going to do. So he's like, okay. So he heads to a filmmaker that might know where the film is. And he meets up with this guy. And he gets, like, jumped by these, like, super big muscle guys. And they inject him. And he blacks out. And he wakes up in a chair tied up. And the guy is, like, he talks to him about how to make real art. And he's going to make an art film. And he gets this, like, machete out and cuts this chick's head off. In In his low-rise leather (laughs) pants with his freaking, like, executioner hat. He comes out there and I'm like... What is this outfit? It's like a whole BDSM look. Like Super his, gimp. I thought he was gonna do <laughs> with something his way wrap, different. Oh, same with like, his snake wrap tattoo on I his arm. I was like, arm this and... movie just turned from horror to sexy, and I'm confused. If you didn't yeah. notice, his snake wrap tattoo was film real. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I actually yeah, really real. liked yeah. his tattoo. That was fucking yeah. cool. <laughs> I like you guys. They're like, Ugh, gross with that BDSM tattoo was nice. Yeah. Right? Oh, Where do I get that? Yeah. 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 Tell me to make that. Where Where do I find that that tattoo so I I just have, I can avoid it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Tell, tell me where you found that. <laughs> so the filmmaker tells Kirby that an angel was sacrificed in the film, and it's fucking evil, and it affects anybody who watches it so if you watched it i guess your soul is damned because you're watching this pure sweet thing get just damaged on film so it's like if you watched it it's like the ark of the covenant honestly if you look at it it's your own fault you're gonna watch <laughs> your face melt off yeah it's open and glowing it's your fault if you look that way just close your eyes it's like indiana jones did just don't look <laughs> hey that's my seven words shut up <laughs> <laughs> So, that was only three of the words. Right, right. <laughs> so all through this short, we get the cigarette burns. We get the little signal in the top right corner, and the film jumps ahead. And multiple times, Kirby is in another like room, or just the situation has changed. So he's it seems like he's going to die from this crazy gimp guy. And then the film jumps ahead maybe five minutes, and everybody's down on the ground bleeding, and he's like... Slash that dude's throat, and it was like, "Holy shit, Kirby's badass!" <laughs> yeah, shit got real wild real quick. <laughs> yeah, but we dude. don't get to see it. Nope. <laughs> so before he dies, the killer director tells Kirby to find the director's widow because the director he killed himself after the movie further down. So he speaks. Her name is Kat Katja. Yeah, Katja. And she actually gives. Kirby, the last, the only film for it, and she says, like, hey, I can't stop you. I don't really want the film in my goddamn house. It's just, it's not a good thing. And she tells him that the director was gonna kill himself, but he actually came to the bedroom to kill her first, and she survived the murder, and then he killed himself. So it's like, hey, man. It ain't good, but like I said, you're a grown-ass dude. I can't stop you. And thank you for taking it away. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why she couldn't destroy it, but maybe she was scared to touch it. So I, I kind of get that part. It's like Maybe it's going to start screwing with me if I even think about it. <laughs> we don't know. 30 more minutes, we might have learned that. So Kirby, he brings the film to Mr. Bellinger, and he gets his money. And then we see that Kirby's ex-stepfather-in-law or father-in-law he's been like following him this whole movie 
and he hates the guy. He and he tells him a couple of times that he's like, I really hate you, and I'm gonna kill you. He's like, yeah. at some point, I'm gonna shoot your ass. And he shows him the gun. He's like, I'm gonna shoot you with this gun that's in my belt right here. He blames him for his daughter's death. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. rightfully so. But he's like, you're gonna fail because you're a failure, and I'm going to shoot you. Not rightfully so. It's not his fucking fault. His daughter was a drug addict. Yeah, but he's kind of druggy too at the same time. I don't know. Thirty more minutes, we might have learned more about that situation. <laughs> But from the images we saw that it was just, it was a bad situation for both of them. So at this point, uh, his stepfather-in-law is following him around and he actually follows him back to Mr. Bellinger's because he gets a call from Mr. Bellinger and he's like, I need help. Please come back. So Kirby, he is heading back there and Mr. Bellinger actually watches the film and you can see little by little, he's starting to fall apart. He's like... Pouring out some, like, champagne into his glass and his hands all shaky and shit. The movie hadn't even started yet. <laughs> like, the words, la fin absolument, came on the screen. And he's like, oh, like, spilling champagne everywhere. And then he's like, oh, fuck. Takes one sip and he's like, I'm questioning my whole life. He's fucking terrified. <laughs> so, uh, Kirby, he makes it to the mansion. And he sees that the butler has all these cuts on his body everywhere. And he's like, you brought that film here. He's like, hope you're happy. <laughs> you did this. And then slices his fucking throat. And he's like, oh, God. No, that he gouges his oh, eyes out. Oh, that's what he did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He gouged his eyes out. So he makes it to that Mr. So Bellinger. <laughs> and Mr. Bellinger is standing by the film reel just in a very ominous way. And I was like, oh, here we go. And he's like, I'm working on something. Give me a second over here. I'm just... Just loading up the film. <laughs> he lifts up his hands and there's like an old-fashioned like Sweeney Todd razor. And I was yeah. like, uh-uh. I called it as huh. soon as he was like, give me a second. Same. I was like, he is putting his intestines I told him to. in this film reel. <laughs> I said, intestines loading up. <laughs> and so Mr. Bellinger, he puts his intestines into the projector and clicks that bad boy on. It's funny. It, it, it's pretty realistic because he can't. You know, the intestines don't just come out like, you know, like a reel. He actually has to guide it and help it along its path <laughs> to being a movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's actually super realistic because you probably have to do that because your body's weird. So Bellinger's fucked up. And so <laughs> uh, Kirby's father-in-law is like, what the hell's happening here? Why is everybody dead and bleeding and shit? And he pulls a gun out and he's like, I'm going to kill you now. And then I can just blame it on this weird death sex party you're having here and I can just scuttle off and then we get another cigarette burn happens and Kirby wakes up that him and his father they're both watching the movie and they're both just covered in blood but they're both not dead out of fucking nowhere I love how much they cut like that yeah yeah just and it's like oh what happened (laughs) He's like shaking, covered in blood, and you're like, wait, fill in the gap, please. Right? <laughs> so the father in law's watching the film and he sees his daughter in it, and he's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then she comes out of the film and is like, Dad, you're here. She's like, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to take you home, baby. Everything's going to be fine. She's like, yeah, it's going to be fine. And starts biting his neck. And he's like, ah. This went from zero to zombie film in yep. three seconds flat. <laughs> so, so Kirby comes up to him and it's a hallucination. He's like, dude, get, like, come on, get out of it. And he tells the father-in-law that they, they have to let go of the daughter or his wife. And they can't truly let go as long as they're both alive and i was like oh that's fucked up and he was watching the film so he knows that he's damned so he just smashes his father-in-law's head in and then he sits back down he's watching the film and then he shoots himself commits suicide as this was happening the butler no-eyed butler crawls over (laughs) to the chained angel and frees him and angel's like thank you and the angel grabs the film Walks into the theater, looks at Kirby's corpse, and he, t- and he says, thank you for this. And grabs the film reels and leaves. So, that's, that's Cigarette Burns. <laughs> yeah. So, the angel's like, see Guess he's going back to heaven, I guess. But he don't got his wings. Dogma tells me that he's normal now. I don't he know said, what's real. He me up, God. Yeah, right? <laughs> 
with the film. Yeah, check out, the, <laughs> check out the smut film that I'm in. <laughs> All of a sudden, shit starts falling. Right. <laughs> so, Emma, who is your favorite character in <laughs> Cigarette Burns? Well, it's hard because you really didn't get much from a lot of people, but Norman Reedus was determined to just find the film so that he could pay off his stupid father-in-law and be done with all this shit. So just his determination to just get shit done because it was a job. But I don't know. It, it was hard to watch how much he struggled with that, trying to just stick with it as being a job. But I don't know. I guess he was the easiest to like. Honorable mention to the curly-haired guy who was, like, the comic relief for five minutes of the yeah. movie. But I'd have to go with Norman Reedus. Micah? Well, he definitely had the most screen time. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, kind of have to go with Norman Reedus. Um, I was thinking of another character, but it, there were more reasons for that character being a least favorite more than a favorite. Yeah. So I think I'll wait until then. So, yeah. Uh, my favorite character was the angel. Nice. I liked him a lot. He did nothing wrong to anybody. Mm-hmm. And the original director of the film um, just decided to fucking torture him. Yeah. For what? For absolutely nothing. And you know what happens? Fucking... Cosmic karma, karmic relief. Like, yep. Fuck all that. <laughs> Otis. I didn't have one. Everybody played their parts, but I, when I was younger, yeah, it was Norman Reese. He was, he was trying his best to, you know, keep everything together, but I didn't really like him in this this time when I watched it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like anybody. I yeah. mean, it, it does go by pretty fast. That's understandable. Yeah, it was hard to, hard to really pick somebody. And I was like, yeah, that's my dude. I, yeah. I didn't have anybody. So, Emma, who was your least favorite character? The film director who <laughs> fucked up the angel and wrecked shit in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty poop. Yep. Because he was a piece of shit, so. And he kind of started all this nonsense. So, Micah? <clears throat> I was kind of leaning towards Katja. Mostly because she's like, wow, this fucked us up. And I almost died. But... Here's the film. Yeah. Pay, uh, what is it called? Paying forward. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she really could have. Like, I got mine. Go get yours. Like I said, <laughs> it, there's probably more to this, and it would have made more sense if mm-hmm. we had an extra 20, 30 minutes. But she's like, yeah, it's just over there in the corner. But I hate it. <laughs> yeah, don't you can look at it. it. Yeah, you, don't watch it. Yeah, don't watch it. It's bad. But here it is. I never but don't like, watch it. Yeah, I never tried don't to burn it, it down. Until... She could have burnt, just burnt the whole house down and just been like, "Oh, it's in there. It's destroyed now." There's spider in my house. Burn it down. Yeah, she didn't do anything to it. Just let it sit there and be <laughs> evil. So yeah, and then pass it on. Yeah, because that's what you do with something so evil. Ugh. Okay. I mean, I mean, oh. every, sorry, everybody else that he met who had seen that movie were like, "Yeah, no." You should really walk away. You should yeah. just forget about it. Everybody else was on the side of like, seriously, do not watch it. And she's like, here, it's, although, it's right here if you want Although, to. I do have to say that everybody who had a run-in with it found some reason at the end of their scene to go, but here's the next clue yeah. to your journey. <laughs> but here's the next clue. You know, it was like... When he met the... Yeah, we wish you well on your journey. That newspaper right? guy, he was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Look at my hand. Ooh, it's gross. Well, no, the Look at it. That guy, the reporter that reported on it, he's like, yeah, it was terrible, but if you get it, I really want to watch it. So Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll watch it together like buddies do. You right. know? <laughs> I'm hurting. Uh, and, hurtin then, and then that guy's like, oh, no, don't do it. Look at my gross hand. Yeah. And then the he's like... Hand. Oh, but there's my assistant's office. But don't go in there looking for it, because it's not there. <laughs> you didn't hear it from me, but call caught you. And, yeah, and then it was the, the, the guy who was going to cut him up with a, a giant... Fucking hatchet. Sword hatchet. <laughs> scimitar. I, I, yeah. Much okay. And then all of a sudden, he's all messed up and dying, and he's like, okay, fine, here it is. There, yeah, it's over there. He's like so holding maybe that's him the by mystique, his trachea, and the he's like, answer the my question. Everybody just gets looped into 
Yeah, passing that, it on. It, it must be to the point where it wants to like keep itself alive. And that, it's that, like, that Family Guy scene of Sean Connery, and it's like <laughs> forty no's and a yes still means yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my least favorite character was the dad slash father-in-law guy. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck that guy. Like, I understand that you are sad because your daughter is dead. Mm-hmm. But clearly, very fucking evidently, your daughter has been doing drugs for a long time. And yep. you cannot blame fucking Daryl for getting <laughs> no. for for being the problem when you literally handed her while we saw her be cracked out handed her a check for fucking $20,000 $200,000 to buy a fucking theater like you are the one who let this happen you I can't think of the word. Encouraged it? Not encouraged enabled. it. Yeah, enabled. Yeah. Enabled it by handing them, who were clearly on drugs, a big-ass lump sum of money. You cannot get mad at Daryl. <laughs> it is not his fucking fault yep. that your daughter got so fucked up on drugs that she killed herself in a bathtub. I straight up looked at Micah during that scene, and I said, nothing causes problems. Like rich entitled white men with guns. <laughs> yeah. You he basically sentenced his own daughter to death oh, yeah. by giving them, who clearly only needed to go to fucking rehab, yeah. that kind of money. They didn't need a theater. <laughs> fucking yeah. idiotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got crack and a theater. Right? <laughs> my life no, now I up. have now I sold my theater for some crack. That's yeah. what would have happened, and they both would have ended up in a ditch. Oh, the yeah. fact that Daryl even walked away from this alive yeah. is outstanding. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, he did pretty good. Good for him. I mean, all it took was his wife dying. Yeah, yeah. it's just like Rent. Did pretty good. Just like Rent. fucking sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with Mr. Bellinger, the, I guess the cause of this movie. The like, collector. Everybody was falling apart before it. But he was an absolute mess. But actually, now that I think about the rich it, guy? he was hilarious. Yeah, the rich guy, he actually was pretty fucking funny. Like, when he was behind the projector, just like, hold up, get, I just need one second. Just getting it ready. I'm like, oh my God, that's a <laughs> Don't come guy. any closer. It's not ready. Pulled yeah. it up and stretched it super yeah. thin. I was like, boo. Okay, I okay, I wrote the least favorite <laughs> a while ago, but now I'm thinking about it, he is not my least favorite. He's probably my fucking favorite. He's <laughs> evil, but he's like rich and weird. And he, yeah, there you go. He made his own like meat movie. So, yeah. He, <laughs> Speaking of Midnight, what was it? Midnight <laughs> Meat Train Madness or whatever? No, uh, midnight <laughs> Meat Train, yeah. So, no, uh, Mr. Bellinger is my favorite. Probably just the, the father-in-law. He, it just, that guy was straight up Just trash. a dude that's yeah. just like, I'm going to shoot you with this gun at some point. Right. Bye. And he just leaves. I've been sitting up. outside for weeks. Yeah. To you think. better have my money, Brian, or I'll come <laughs> back here and blow holes in your plan. Yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, like, you have all the money in the world. Clearly, you are fucking stacked. You could have followed him to Europe, shot him, and no one would have known. <laughs> yeah. He's on the plane. He's like three seats behind him, just waiting. Got the gun with a, out. With a fake mustache. <laughs> yeah. No one would have known. Not even a fake mustache. One of those like pairs of glasses that has the big it's nose like, get on it. Smart. Yeah. Get smart. Just full on <laughs> bullshit. Could have followed him to Europe and just killed him. Yeah, yeah. no one would have and then run the theater yourself. And no one would have totally or fine. sold the theater. Who yeah. gives a shit? Like, yeah. hey, look, it's done. You could have killed yourself because you keep seeing your dead daughter. Like, yup, <laughs> get over it. <laughs> so let's do seven word synopsis. I only have one, and it's funny. I used this one for one of the movies in the Halloween Screamathon, and it works now just like ever. Just don't look applies to this film. Uh, if hey, it's that movie with that weird angel getting tortured. Don't, don't look at that. <laughs> right. Hey, why is everybody killing themselves in that room? Stop looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's an hour and a half. Just look at the floor and let's walk out of this bitch. <laughs> but you know, it's the the allure of that. I can't remember the movie that's just like this. But yeah, it's like you just want to like. It's like Medusa. It's like hey, look at me. Look at my boobies. You're like. Trying to just look at the boobs. I don't want to see your face because I'll turn into stone. But it's right. see them. Ooh, those are nice. And you look up and then you turn into stone. But yeah, Katie. Film of death leaves bodies in wake. Ooh. Nice. <coughs> Never cut an angel's wings. 
witnesses die. Count the shells, suck a dog. And then my last one, Daryl hunts down Ringu for rich guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like instant Ringu. At least in the ring, you get like a Seven week. days. Yeah. In this one, you watch it, you got like 22 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. To get you got the opening day. credits and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Found that film in Pootie Tang case. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Super scary movie three. That's how the movie the the ring video spread because I accidentally put it in a movie ten case. Jesus, we gotta show her that movie. It, the third one's pretty good. What scary movie three? No, 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 Pootie Tang. Oh, oh I was like, bro, I've seen scary movie three like multiple times. Technically, that's a superhero movie. Let's go. Sandy, your TV is leaking. Oh my god. Sandy, the pig's getting... Oh shit, there shit. Scary as hell. She was doing pretty good in that fight. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, last ten minutes was an absolute ride. Yep. Not a movie. Preview of Life's End. That quote when he's standing... When Mr. Bellinger's standing behind the projector all ominous, like holding this Sweeney Todd (laughs) razor, and he's like... Oh, yeah, I highly recommend it, but it's not a movie. It's a preview of the end of your life. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That was so much. And then Redis can say fuck to me any day. When he's standing. (sighs) But it's something. Okay, baby Redis is like super cute. Yeah. (laughs) But when he's standing outside the theater and he's like all hot and bothered because the dude chained the theater closed and he just goes, fuck! And I was like, huh? (laughs) I had two seconds where I was like, okay, you can just say that all the time. It's fine. And then my alliterative, movie makes moviegoers mad, makes murderous maniacs. Ooh. I have one more. Ooh. Dorman Reedus. Start it with Dorman Reedus, though. (laughs) Right. Norman Reedus has hair like Harry Potter. It never seems to grow past a certain point. Yeah, right. Until The Walking Dead. And then it got a little longer. But oh, yeah. he has hair like Harry Potter. Every well, time he cuts it, it just goes to the same way. Harry had gnarly hair in the Triwizard Tournament. <laughs> Along those lines, Norman Reedus needs to take a fucking bath. That's <laughs> 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 for damn sure, though. <laughs> Bro's oily all, as fuck. All of his, all of it was his, too many, but it, it fits. All of his rolls are so greasy. <laughs> Why yeah. is his hair always that greasy? Like, bro, come on. His bike. <laughs> I don't know why that, but he's it got hair. Hair, greasy hair, but yeah, he's riding his bike. He wears a helmet all oh, the time. Yeah, right. get, a, get some fucking spray he, shampoo. He, put, like, he puts come that on. baseball mint grease inside his helmet. <laughs> his hair is always juicy, and it shouldn't be. It is. I it feel should like if not you touched be. it, it would go. Gross. <laughs> Yeah, he's got rosin in his hair. It's like hair touching is a sap bubble. It's drippy. His hair is drippy. And it not needs not in the cute sense. No. <laughs> Fucking wash your hair, bruh. Give your balls a turn. Yeah. Wash your hair, <laughs> butt. Your out of your ass. Yeah, wash your hair, butt. <laughs> so, uh, this film came out December 16th, 2005. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I right? said that. 20 out 5. That came out so weird. 2005. Shit, man. That's like 1905. Yeah. <laughs> Graduated <laughs> high school. <laughs> yeah. Oh you God. say it like that when you're like, 2005. 2005. So obviously, this is a TV show, so there's no budget at box office. Oh, I'm curious there how was much, a budget somewhere. Yeah, I'm curious how much money it costs to do this. I mean, a couple of scenes. $965 and a cup of coffee. Yeah. Couple of cups. Couple of cups. Couple of coffee. So, the minority <laughs> kill count. I got one. The butler. Yep. That's it. Everybody else was white or French, but white. Yep. Yeah. So now the new number is two hundred and seventy-two, and Tito Turtle. No moss. In a house full of vampires. So we're actually ahead. We hopped ahead. Well, the number in the movie, number, the minority kill count, it's, it was equal for a while, and then just, it takes one good movie, and it's like, well, that's 15 ahead. 
So, uh, does anybody have anything else to say about cigarette burns? It made me want to watch the rest of them, but I'm sad that this was the first or the best rated one. Yeah, there's some solid ones in there. The first episode of the whole show is about a woman that is getting hunted by just an evil like hillbilly monster guy in the woods. And she goes back to flashbacks of her abusive husband teaching her about trapping and surviving and she's like wow i hate that guy and i hate my life back then but that shit's coming in handy right now and it's actually a really good fucking story of her getting past the abusive guy and this fucking hillbilly monster dude that's trying to kill her and she's like i'm gonna beat you because i'm stronger than everything right now and it was a really good episode so there's solid episodes in there i mean there's some that are really stupid there's ones that are like scary funny and there's some that are like parodies. There's one where there is a disease that causes all men on Earth to be super, super abusive and killer toward women. And so the population of the world is just falling apart because it's like if they see a woman, they just want to rip her head off. And so women are like, well, we got to get out of here. I'm so. sensing another crossover episode with a zombie girl podcast yeah. in the... Uh, Feminist perspective of yeah. that. Mars needs moms. <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it's a solid... There's some really solid episodes in there. I mean, like, there's poop ones, but that happens with anthologies. You know, you're going to get a poop one sooner or later. But there's really good ones in there, so... We, we should do another Masters Report at some point. I, I really agree. like it. So, with that, that is the end of this episode. This is episode 258. So... The music you're listening to right now, that is flipping the combined effort, flipping the CD, and you can listen to them. Studio Pizzas, thank you so much for the artwork. So, if you have any cool fun facts about Masters of Horror, or Norman Reedus' greasy hair, or I don't know, something like that, you can tweet us at. Allentownpod. You have an email with it. Allentownpresents at gmail.com. Where have a Facebook app? Allentownpresents. So, this is the first choice of Guido's choice. It's like a copy. Like, oh man, I've heard him waking up. Try Guido's choice. Guido's <laughs> choice. Right, no, extra choice. Right, extra choice. Twenty percent more choice. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see after the election. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know in a week. So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, Speaking of, we looked vote. at. Yeah, vote. I don't want to be too late for this kind of. Oh. Okay. Uh, but no, uh, I'm very excited. I looked at the list, and we're gonna get another trauma film because we don't have enough. So we're gonna hop back into that world of just absurdity and penises and explosions and goop. So, but the other two, there's one I actually have not seen. Actually, two of them. The other two I have not seen them. So I'm very pumped to see these. And one of them, Guido said, I want you to watch this one Otis and I was like ooh he picked one for me so I'm very pumped so it's gonna be wild and it's gonna be a ride Michael like it me and I'm gonna be fucking confused it's gonna be a ride so I'm pumped so like always thank you so much for listening we'll be back mm, I was gonna say tomorrow we'll be back next week with another scary film okay bye guys bye toots guys in order for them to listen to the next episode We're going to have to let them go. Do we have to?